All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, this episode of FPS is brought to you by your friends at Cassidy.com, an amazing lifestyle site. And one of the things we really like about it, a feature that we think you'll absolutely love, are their backstage passes. It gives the gives you the ability to have some private photos that you share only with the people you want to share them with. So whether you are a little bit concerned about discretion and you want to have some face pictures only for certain people, or if you're like us and you like to share some extra naughty stuff, but once again, only with specific people that you choose to have see them, a backstage pass is a great option and just another example of the security available from Cassidy.com. And you'll get 30 free days of all of the features of Cassidy when you go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. When you do that, you'll also get a friend request from us and we'd be happy to send you our backstage pass. So we really hope that you'll join us there and we hope that you also start meeting some very sexy people at Cassidy.com. So this is our very first episode ever from the Vegas area, which is weird and exciting. Mostly weird because we've been talking about moving here now since, I guess it's only since August, but it feels like so much longer. (laughs) Well, like everything else, uh, particularly since we were on the road and we were on the road for about 10 months, it seemed like five years. Yes, it did. And so everything seems like it's just been so long ago, but yeah, it's been a very short period of time and we did this very quickly. We did. Yeah. I mean, I kind of joked it's been only since August, but during that time between now and August, we did a lot of shit to make this all happen. And what was really funny is like, obviously we had to do most of it remotely. So it it was a weird experience for us, but we're so excited to now be here and settled and making plans for, you know, meeting people. And it's just, it's a really exciting, electrifying time for us. Well, when you think about what we've already done since we've been here, and as you reminded me of a little while ago, we've been here a week today. Yes. When you think about what we've done in a week here from uh, the lifestyle perspective, the people we've met, the uh, venues we've been to, we got quite a bit accomplished in a very short period of time. Well, that's what we do. We don't, we don't like to sit around and twiddle our thumbs. That is so not us. <laughs> no, and we have zero patience. I have none. I can't sit still. And once there's an opportunity or something on the, our, my radar, yeah, I just, I, I got to go right after it. And because of the amazing opportunities that have presented themselves to us here, we've met a lot of folks and seen some very cool places. We have. We got invited to our very first lifestyle club here in the area. And that was fun and interesting. And it was also very easy for us to get to because it's six minutes from where we live. Yeah, I had no idea because, of course, we barely had a lay of the land. And, you know, we put it in the GPS. I'm like, shit, this thing says like eight minutes away or six miles away or whatever the hell it was. And it was really just around the block. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So we went to Club 5150. They invited us to come out and see the venue and, you know, meet kind of their regulars. And that was a really good experience because you guys know from listening to our show, you know, we're fairly picky when it comes to venues, mostly from like a cleanliness perspective more so than anything else. And it was nice to walk in and have this place be spotless and just 
I would describe it as very eclectic. Absolutely. It's Vegas eclectic, but very cool, phenomenal facility in the sense that it's set up really perfectly for a lifestyle venue. Yeah, well, and for a lot of different things to be going on because yeah. they have a dungeon, they have a really badass outdoor area, they have a like a hot tub, they have a pool table, they have playrooms. I mean, it's a lot of stuff going on. And because of that, I feel like it's one of those places you can go in and like no matter what you are interested in or no matter what you're looking for for that evening, you're going to find something. Yeah, and it's shaped like a giant cock. That's yeah, that's a yeah. true story. That doesn't hurt. <laughs> no. The, the novelty of that is not lost on lifestylers, I think. No, the, <laughs> the property itself, the home itself, was designed by an adult actress many years ago. I think it was in the 70s, and it is literally shaped like a giant cock. We saw the blueprints. It's fucking awesome. And then once you realize that it's shaped like a giant cock, and then you look at it from the outside, you're like, okay, I see it. There's the balls and the shaft. I get it. But yeah, it's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, I mean, I think we've decided from that experience obviously we have that was our very first vegas lifestyle club experience ever which is interesting because we've been here three times before but we never went to any of them so we did an event a couple of different events but not an actual like on-premise club before and you know we want to give all the clubs here a chance i think we have heard a lot of things about a lot of them but we want to go for ourselves and see how they are for sure but this was great the the folks that operate it were just awesome the liaison the, the gentleman that we had the opportunity to meet a we'll refer to him as a awesome guy and was really very helpful and super knowledgeable and you could just tell that there's a passion from everyone uh, involved there that they just want this thing to be 100%, which is awesome. It's good to see. Yeah. How often have we said, like, we want to support businesses that are run by people who are equally as passionate as us about the lifestyle space. And these are those people. Yeah, for sure. It was very cool. We are going to uh, kind of a meet and greet tomorrow. Very excited about that. You know, the opportunities that have presented themselves to us in the short period of time that we've been here are really kind of overwhelming. And we have to kind of play it by ear. We talked about this a little bit earlier on the bonus episode. You know, we're not nighttime people, which is difficult to get my head around because we are now in a nighttime environment. Yes. So we really have to figure this thing out because us being out till two in the morning is like... I mean, it's that's the fucking unicorn. We you, might need you know. to stop being quite so stick in the muddy. Just it's, saying. Yeah, we don't have a choice. <laughs> we I mean, have to fucking wrap our heads around that. Yeah, real it's fast. tough. Yeah, you're you know getting up at six a.m. is very different when you're going to bed at two as opposed to ten. Well, you don't have to get up at six a.m. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I like to stay in that routine. It just makes me feel better. So at least if there's some relative normalcy in my schedule, I'll feel okay about it. But yeah, it's tough to uh, to consider. Oh, you know, everything starts at ten o'clock at night or later. Yes. Yeah, it's it's rough, man. If you're not used to that shit, it'll catch up to you. That's fucking late. I want to be home washing my face, getting ready for bed by 10, yeah. not starting my night at 10. But yeah. yeah, we we have to make some concessions and we have to be understanding of the environment that we're now in because we've never been in a, a place like this before. No, and along that same line uh, with the opportunities, inundated would be an understatement when i say i've getting i'm getting so much contact from folks which is amazing on all of the platforms but i got to tell you some of it's awesome i mean really some of it's really awesome and some is just not and it is in particular from folks who don't live here i we've talked about this a lot you know the locals are just not cool with a lot of the contact they get from people visiting and i'm starting to understand why cuz it's fucking weird Weird how. Well, the folks coming into town from Vegas are really under, I guess, under the impression that anything goes and that folks who are local are just open to 
doing whatever and accepting whatever. So they throw out some really random fucking offers out there. Like they'll just reach out to you with these crazy presumptions. It's like, where the fuck does that even come from? Yeah, I think what people fail to realize is just because you live in a place like Vegas doesn't mean you are you know, a constant party person or that you're constantly down for like indiscriminate sex. Just because you live here doesn't mean you're not like a regular person. These people are very normal people. Listen, I got, I'm, I cannot tell you how many I've gotten that are basically in a hotel on the strip, this date to this date, this is what I'm looking for. It's, it's NSA, you know, just like just asking random people to show up to your hotel room. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I mean, that might be hot for some people. I guess. You don't fucking want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to just show up on your doorstep and have you whip your cock out. That doesn't sound hot at all to me. Well, but this is from couples, presumably single men okay, and single fever, females. Whoever it is, I don't care. Whatever yeah. you have in your pants, I don't want to see it 10 seconds into meeting you. I guess it really is this kind of, it's kind of true. It's like people get to Vegas and they just lose all inhibitions. Like everything goes out the window. A number of them, you know, because obviously there's conventions here fucking daily. Like, yeah, I'm here for work. Or I'm here for a convention. I'm here for two days. I'm here for the weekend. I'm by myself, away from the family. I just want to get fucked. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, it how is many on. of those people do you think are cheating? Uh, all of them. Yeah, 90%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe 98% of them are just like, it's a free-for-all. I'm away from the wife or the husband or whatever and the kids, and it, it, no one's going to know me here. I'm never going to see you again, and it's just on. I mean, gee, it's it's really crazy. It's overwhelming. There's so much of it. I know. It really is. For me as well, I'm getting a lot of it. I'm getting a lot of it from couples. Oh, yes. A lot of, this is what Fulfilling we want. fantasies. Yes, this is what we are looking for. We don't care what you're looking for. We don't care what your bio says. This is what we want for our one week in Vegas or our four days in Vegas, and we want you to come do this for us. Us and it's like, oh, well, you know, it's also it's also very obvious is that they're throwing out a wide net. Like you're clearly not reading bios. Oh, I think it's a all. lot of copy and paste. Oh, a hundred percent. It's really a numbers game. They're throwing it out there to a hundred fucking profiles, and they figure shit. Somebody's got to respond, and you know, maybe ten out of a hundred, and out of that ten, maybe there are two that make sense, and then they whittle it down. I don't know, but man, it. It's, yeah, we're in Vegas, this is our vacation or whatever, and we want to fulfill a fantasy, and it's like, where are you getting this from? Like, did, didn't you read any of my bio? Chances are you didn't. No. You know, they don't care. They just saw your hot face, and they're like, I'd, I'd like to ride that face. No, it's, listen, <laughs> I, I'm convinced that it really is a, like a Vegas frenzy thing. You know, we're here, this is the town to do it in, we're unknown here, and fuck it, we're throwing caution to the wind, which is great. I mean, listen, if I, I applaud people who are capable of doing that, because it's so freeing i guess i am not one of them but you know good for you if you can make it work fuck it have at it yeah yeah no no judgment do you we're just not those people no i just find it really crazy how many of them i get daily yeah you know so i get it i mean i understand some of the the locals kind of like ah, we don't want to mess with anybody from out of town or whatever and, and we don't say that i mean that's certainly not out of the question i guess it really is all in the delivery but it's certainly not our preference but that's just us yeah, I mean, there's nothing to say, and you and I have been talking about this a lot lately. There's nothing to say we can't get like a wild hair up our ass where we're just like, we're going to fucking do whatever tonight with whomever. Has it happened? Yes. Is it frequent? No. No, it's listen. It's very rare for us. The truth is, in all honesty, reading all of this shit and getting all of these varying, you know, kind of messages from just random strangers, I'm thinking, man, maybe we ought to try this just to scratch an itch. <laughs> You think so? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, listen, it's Sunday, right? We're recording this on Sunday. 
who knows, maybe Sunday's the night to just get dressed, to go out somewhere and just see what happens. Well, I have been talking to you a lot about, I want to pick up someone at a bar. Yeah, listen. I want this to fucking happen. So yesterday we were watching the UFC fights, okay? Yeah. And I knew that we were going to be surrounded by dudes because it's mostly dudes that watch UFC, not everyone. I was watching them. We were at a place that was a complete sausage fest. No question about it. I walked in. First of all, it has a huge bar. Probably, what, 75 to 80 seats at this bar? Absolutely, yeah. I was one of two women sitting at the bar when we first got there. By the end of it, there were maybe five women. Yes. And so, yeah, it's all a bunch of fucking dudes. And every time I would get up to go use the restroom or do anything, I would kind of be followed by eyes, which was flattering. But I I kind of knew that going in. I was pretty expectant of the fact that there were going to be a bajillion fucking dudes in there. So I told you before we went out, I was like, I'm going to look really fucking good and I'm going to walk in there. And if someone catches my eye, I'm just going to go up and give them my number. And you're like, okay, sure. Sure you will. (laughs) But I want to do that. I feel like it would be very sexy now that we're in a new place where that's, you know, maybe a little bit more permissible or expected. I feel like I need to do that. Uh, Or understood. For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, more people are more receptive to it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's no doubt. I mean, you know, we're in definitely in a place where that would be a thing that would work out for us, I think, if we chose to do that. But yeah, there's something about the idea of us kind of, yeah, stepping out there and, and just doing it. You know, we've been to a couple of clubs as we talked about and, you know, walking around these clubs and I'm looking at the playrooms and I'm looking at the varying people coming in and out and I'm thinking, you know, these people aren't that much different from us. Why is it that we seem to have this kind of block when it comes to, you know, the more normative behavior of folks in the world of consensual non-monogamy and swingers in particular? And maybe, like you said, we got to step outside of our comfort zone a little bit in terms of timing, certainly, and, and when we're ready to go home and go to bed and call it a night. But maybe we need to alter our play style to a degree that allows us to still be comfortable and feel safe and still a change. You well, know? I don't know if we're ever going to be into the random encounter thing. No, no. I don't know that for sure until we actually try it. And I think that's that's the theme of us moving to Vegas, period, is we are no longer going to block ourselves off to things because we have a preconceived notion or because of things that have happened in the past. We're going to do everything. Literally everything in our entire lives is going to be based on us trying new things and being open to new experiences. And I think that's the biggest example of that. There's no question. I I am absolutely in touch with that emotion. I want to try some different things and, you know, really just try to decide what makes the most sense because how the hell do you even know? And it's like anything else, right? You don't know that you don't like something uh, from a flavor profile until you've tasted it. How do you know you don't want to go out, pick up somebody or a couple or whomever at a bar and have indiscriminate sex with someone and then you and I have that reconnective uh, piece that is the most important thing to us and have it be just this explosive kind of energy. I think back to when we first got into the lifestyle, because the truth is the first three experiences we had were with single gentlemen with whom we've never spoken to before. And that was some of the hottest reconnective time we've Eh, ever had. Two of the three. Let's say two of the three were. Oh, yeah. Okay. All fairness, two of the three. Yeah. Yeah. The second one was kind of a mulligan. Everybody gets a mulligan. It was a train wreck. It was. Yeah. The other two were very hot and resulted in in a great experience for sure. Yeah. But nonetheless, it didn't result in us not having a reconnective time that was, you know, insane. 
it was still a train wreck. Let's be real. Yeah, but the first time, the third time, we we're not friends with those folks anymore. We didn't. We never saw those guys again. No, you know, and it was fucking hot. So to some degree, that was that kind of, you know, connection with a stranger concept. There's something to it. We I think we we got a little far away from our roots <laughs> when we you know when we're in the way we kind of see things now, and for good reason. I mean, obviously, what we're doing works for us, but there's no, no nothing to stop us from kind of revisiting that occasionally if we feel like, yeah, let's let's really step out there and do something fun. I think I'm very capable of that. I would be very surprised if you end up doing that regularly. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I am designed to be a slut. If I went out and was in a slutty mood and you were okay with it, I could pick up a guy every night. Well, you can do that. And that's the other thing. I mean, we talked about this. And one of the things that, you know, when we discussed what I wanted to see you do and what you wanted to see me do in terms of growth, you know, now that we're making this, this change, I have absolutely no problem with you doing that of your own volition. You don't need my permission to do that. So if that's something you want to do, as I told you, that's a very hot scenario for me. My concern, as it always is, is from a safety perspective. That is it. As long as you're safe, you feel as though you're in a safe environment, and at the very least, you have the ability and access to get to me quickly, at least via phone or whatever, so that I can get to you if you need me. As long as there's that safety component, yeah, I have no problem with with that at all. You know, so you're talking about potentially going out with some ladies uh, that you've been corresponding with in the lifestyle next week or this coming week. I definitely think you should do that, and you should let that slut flag fly. Well, that proudly. would be at a house. I would love to find ladies to actually go out with and be a total slut. That's my dream. My literal dream is to find like three or four ladies who are equally as sex positive as me that just want to go out and like pick up guys with me. Well, and you but that's also not this experience we're gonna I'm gonna have next week. That's at a home. It's no, I get that. But, but again, I think the idea that you can tap into some of the folks in that room potentially and have those experiences. You know, and you mentioned to the gentleman that we met, hopefully a, a fast uh, friend, uh, A, at uh, 5150. One of the things that you want to experience, and we were talking about bucket list items and things we wanted to evolve into, you are still talking about this gangbang, or at least four, you and four guys, potentially. Oh, it needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things we need to put together. And what better fucking place to do that than here? <laughs> Yeah, for you know, sure. We could put that together pretty fucking quickly, probably in this town. Oh, I want to do it. I want to do you it know? so bad. Yeah. So again, I think that the opportunity to do those things that we've been talking about uh, that we haven't done yet. Yeah, we got to step out there and, and get out of our comfort zone. I agree. Now, we must get to single guy tip of the week because I feel like it's an important one. I think it's hopefully very constructive for single guys because I think it's something that a lot of guys do and they don't realize, at least from my perspective and from a lot of the, the ladies I've talked to in the lifestyles perspective, how annoying it is, okay, and how okay. easy it is to avoid. So often when I'm talking to single guys, we have a few messages back and forth and I feel like they get this itch, right? It's like this this itch in their brain where they're like, we have to talk about sex. We have to transition to sex. I don't know how to transition. So instead, I'm just going to throw out this random generic question. And I fucking hate it every time I get it. You know what it is? I can. I have an idea. Yes. <laughs> I have an idea. What are you into? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. fucking hate that question. Yeah. And I'm such a fucking smart ass. You know, I have to throw out something that is nothing to do with sex. What are you into? Oh, well, I'm a really big Beatles fan. And yeah, absolutely. my, my uh, you know, guilty pleasure is 90 Day Fiance. And I'm a huge Britney Spears fan, too. I mean, I have to throw out that kind of shit because you're leaving this completely open ended generic question kind of looming out there 
rather than being direct with me or much more appreciated, letting me bring it up. Well, yeah. Well, let me tell you what's what I liken that to. I obviously have you know a number of single guys that reach out to me, and I'm in correspondence with a few of them. But I I discount them very quickly when after the initial chat begins and it's like, hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm super fucking horny. Okay, we're done here. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite that egregious. I think it's a respectful way of them trying to lead to the conversation of sex. And I understand why that question is asked, but you have no idea how often it is asked. Almost every time I correspond with a guy. Oh, I have no doubt. Within a handful of messages, it is asked. And I just don't find it creative. I don't find it original. I find it lazy. I think there's so many better ways you could kind of transition into that. And like I said, to to my point of me leading into it, I've been talking to this great single guy that's local here in Vegas. I'm really excited to meet him. He is very intellectual. He's interesting. He has a ton of similar hobbies to me and you, which I think is very cool. But I'm, I'm excited to meet him. And when I was thinking of this whole thing of not liking the what are you into question, I realized this guy never asked that. And I was like, well, how did we get onto the topic of sex and preferences? Because I knew that we had and I went back and read our messages and I realized I was the one that did it. Now, I didn't say, what are you into? But I was the one that started asking some questions about like his past experiences and like his future desires and some of the things he's working towards from a sexual perspective. And that showed me that I was really interested in him, but also that I was comfortable. And I think part of the reason for that was because I didn't feel this pressure to immediately talk about sex. You know what I mean? Well, that's just it. If that's your only point of conversation, then we have no conversation. You know, if after we've gotten through, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm super fucking horny. If that's if that's where we are, I mean, there's nowhere to go from there. Yeah, or you know, what, what types of things do you want me to do to you? That's yeah, the one I get all the time. I have, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, no. our conversation's over. I, I just delete it. I never want you to touch me ever with questions like that. Yeah, no, I just I just delete the the you know the chat and then we're done. I mean, I have nothing for it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, single guys, particularly those reaching out to you know, hot wives, for example, you have got to do better than that. That is so desperate and so lazy. I don't ever see that working. I just don't see it working for well, you. I, it has worked in the past when guys have said, what are you into? I'm not saying that that's overly egregious or like this disgusting thing. But for me, it just happens so often that at this point, it's kind of like cliche. It's like yeah. this giant cliche. And I almost feel it coming. I can feel when that question is going to hit because the rest of the conversation kind of tapers off. Yeah, a lull happens, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, when that happens, I know these guys are sitting there going, how the fuck? do we talk about sex? How do I transition to sex? How do I make her talk about sex? How do I make her talk about my cock and how she wants it? Yeah. And if you just kind of let it sit back and either ask more creative or thoughtful questions or let the other person become comfortable with you enough to kind of start divulging the, those things on her own or his own, you're going to get a lot more success in my opinion. Yeah. Again, it, it comes off as desperate, certainly comes off as lazy. And if you jump that, jump to that too quickly, uh, it's really a turnoff. I mean, there's no doubt that at some point that conversation has to come up, but there are better ways to address it. Well, I've had guys do it on the first message. Yeah, they that's just stupid. They don't even say like, hi, how are you or anything? It's like, so what are you into or what are you looking for? It's like, ugh, I hate that. Well, it's like that couple that you and I were just talking about that reached out to you. 
know, and this goes for couples too. You know, the idea of the the level of presumptuousness from people is fucking staggering. Single guys are definitely culprits of it, but so are couples. And when they reach out initially with, hey, this is what we're into. This is what we want you to do. This is how we want to treat you. Or, you know, this is what we want you to do or all that kind of shit. It's like, man, that's, that's your opener. Like that's the best you've got. That, that's all there is? Yeah. I mean, what do we do now? Yeah, I agree. So just let conversation more naturally flow. And when you do that, I think it naturally will lead to sex because that's why we're both here. So you forcing it is not going to get us to where we both want to be. If you let conversation go where it where nature intends for it to go, I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised at the outcomes. Yeah. So that is my single guy tip of the week for this week. And a huge kudos to, like I said, this gentleman that really let me lead with that and let me kind of steer the conversation towards that once I was comfortable doing so. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, again, it's the basics. Just don't sound so fucking thirsty. (laughs) Thirstiness is not sexy. No. So we have a great story to get to today. It is my very last hot wife experience from our time in Florida. With an amazing guy that you really liked, and I absolutely loved having sex with and hope to see again in the future. Before we get to all of those details today, though, we want to say thank you to, to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Promescent. We love all of the bedroom wellness products from Promescent, but one of my personal favorites are their massage oils. Specifically, I love their peppermint eucalyptus massage oil. It promotes desire, relaxation, serenity, and mood. Plus, it is made in the USA with 100% top quality ingredients, which means you know it's safe to put all over your partner. It is the perfect foreplay for some other naughty fun. And like I said, it's just one of the many products that Permescent offers. They also have some of our favorite lubes, condoms, and their flagship product, the Delay Spray. And we'd love for you to check out all of them by heading over to promescent.com today. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. And use our promo code, which is FPS15OFF, FPS15OFF for 15% off of your order today. Make sure you stock up, fill up your swinger bag with all of the best bedroom wellness products on the market. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Laurels. Have you ever been at a play party and met someone or someones that you're super into and you want to play with them, but you're not quite ready for oral or that skin-on-skin contact? Oral sex is great, and oral with a new partner can be amazing, but there's so many reasons why we might turn it down the first time. Maybe you're with a brand new partner and you're still getting comfortable and feel too exposed. Maybe you're on your period and you don't want to make a mess, or maybe you're feeling just a little bit too sensitive down there and you're not ready for, once again, that skin-on-skin contact. Laurels has you covered. They are amazing latex panties that come in two different cuts and they're so soft against your skin. And I think the best part about it is they're super thin. So you feel all of the sensation, but with that barrier there for when you need it most. Yeah, you know, when you and I used them, I found them so comfortable to use, so easy, gave, able to get to all of the sexy parts without any issue at all. The level of sensitivity didn't seem to make any bit of difference, even though there was this tiny, thin layer, you know, covering your your lady parts. Uh, just amazing and just easy and sensual, the way I would describe it. Easy to use, sexy, and, you know, comfortable. 
Yes, laurels fit women from sizes zero to 20 and they're working on additional sizes right now. And they really have discretion in mind. They come in these cute little pink individually wrapped packages that you can just stick into your purse or your swingers bag and take along with you for when you need them. And listeners of our show are going to get a discount. You will receive 15% off of your purchase today at mylaurels.com when you use code FPS. That's www.mymylor.com ALS.com and use code FPS at checkout for your 15% discount today. So if you guys remember back a few weeks ago, I guess it's been a while ago now, I remarked on my experiences with a gentleman who was very rough with me, very dominant, left these beautiful marks all over my fucking body, left me feeling like I got run over by a truck, but in the most sexy way possible. And I was so excited to play with him again, but this was a different experience than the first time, which we're gonna talk about. Yeah, I, I gotta say, and I think we mentioned this on the, uh, the bonus episode, uh, you know, I really enjoyed this guy. I mean, he was such a, an awesome person and we have a lot in common. He and I, we come from the same place. We have a lot of the same kind of professional experience and he's just a super fucking nice guy. Uh, a lot of folks got a chance to meet him at Podbash. He was present. And yeah, he's got this kind of bubbly, friendly personality, always a smile on his face. And then when you told me how play went and how rough and aggressive he was, it the was first like, time. yeah, the first time I was like, man, I just never saw that coming. We, I mean, he and I didn't have that conversation. We had a, a brief conversation about what it is that you like, but I had no idea where it was going. That he's a fucking monster in the sack because he totally is. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just didn't see that kind of a characteristic in him at all. Yeah, well, the first time was really fantastic. And what was what was interesting to me is after that first play session, we were leading into Podbash. He and I got together the second time, like maybe four or five days before Podbash was getting ready to start. And I knew that we were going to have a lot of very physical work to do. And I also had a little bit of a shoot that I had planned for the day after he and I were together. So I reached out to him ahead of time and was like, hey, I would love to play with you, but it can't be quite as rough as it was the last time because I can't be marked up head to toe leading into Podbash. Yeah, your ass was literally bruised for like five days. Oh, over a week the first time. Absolutely. It was crazy. And my neck hurt so bad that it hurt to pick up my head at times. And I just knew that I was going to be a miserable mess for Podbash because we were doing a lot of very physical things to get ready for that. And I was smart enough. You'll be, you'll be proud of me. I was an adult enough to go, would I love for him to completely destroy me again? Fuck yes. Is that the right move? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, no, you would have been really, you would have been miserable if you had to do the things we had to do and been completely bruised head to toe and sore. Yeah, so I communicated that ahead of time and he was very cool about it. I think we were both kind of disappointed because the first time was so electric between us. And I've been thinking a lot about this as I talk to new guys in like the Vegas area. I've been communicating with some kingsters and some people that are definitely interested in maybe a similar type of play, but not the exact type of play that I'm looking for when it comes to like a kink dynamic. And I think what the first time with him really taught me is when it works and when you're compatible, 
the sky is the limit. There are so many different things that you can do and so many different types of fulfillment that you can get from it because those very rough sessions are about more than sex. They're about like divulging your energy and just, you know, putting it all out on the table and, you know, being completely vulnerable with someone in that way. It's very kind of cathartic. And so I was disappointed that we didn't get to do that the second time and leading into it, I was like, ah, I hope it's not a complete letdown for us both. But spoiler alert, far more central of a session and still so fucking hot. Yeah, it's difficult to kind of tone it down once you've had a you know an opportunity to experience that with the right partner you almost don't want to fuck up the recipe right you got the you got the secret sauce and you don't want to screw it up yeah my concern was it was going to kind of be like putting a sundae in front of somebody with whipped cream and caramel syrup and a cherry on top and sprinkles and then being like oh just kidding we're going to scrape all that stuff off and you're just going to be left with the vanilla ice cream underneath yeah that was my concern but that's not what happened and that was very cool so it's obviously now I don't know the details of the story. So it sounds like he also had the capacity to kind of pivot into a less aggressive kind of play, but still be incredibly enjoyable. Let's say it was very sensual, but he was still very much in control. And I like that as well. So I'm going to talk about why or I guess how that happened and and how I think it can be a really positive thing for other people, too. Cool. So I wanted to really surprise him, I think partially because I knew that that rough play wasn't going to be on the table. I know that's what he's naturally inclined to. So I wanted to still make sure that he was uber excited about this experience. And when when he walked in, he was like ready to go. And so I, I picked out a very hot piece of lingerie. It's this red kind of apron looking number that I have. It's kind of frilly in all the right places. I, I knew that he would like it because I'm fairly certain he's an ass man and my entire ass hangs out of the back of this thing. Well, I, yeah, listen, he's he has to be an ass man to, he have to be, because to appreciate you, you have to appreciate that giant booty. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've been with guys that don't describe themselves as ass men. They just don't seem to focus on my ass nearly as much. Yeah, but. it's tough not to focus on it, though. <laughs> but I knew for, <laughs> yeah, it definitely sticks out right out there, doesn't it? It's very hard to, to camouflage. I don't even try to camouflage How, it. Yeah, I can't camouflage that. In my past life, I used to wear a lot of clothing that would like go over the booty to try to make it look smaller or like wear black pants. Fuck all of that. Now it's like I just, I embrace this big ol' ass every chance I get. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I celebrate that. And this piece of lingerie was very much the same. My entire ass hangs out, and I knew that he was really going to like that view. So I texted him when he was getting ready to come over, and I said, when you get here, just come straight in. I'm going to be on the bed waiting for you, which is one of my moves. I kind of like that. I feel like it, it, it gets people excited because as you're driving to see me, you're thinking the entire time of what that view is going to look like when you first walk in the door. Yeah, what am I getting myself into? What has she got planned? It's, you know, at least a lot to the imagination. So he gets there. He opens up the door. I'm already on the bed. I'm in this kind of, I'm trying to be all in my sexy position, laying on my side, you know, kind of stroking my own leg a little bit. I have this smile on my face and I'm like, hello there. <laughs> trying to be the seductress, which we all know I'm not. I'm not fucking that person, but I was trying. No, I'm surprised he didn't just fall off the, roll off the bed. Right, right. Hello there and just topple onto my fucking face. Yeah, that would have been more appropriate for you. <laughs> Would have been a lot more on brand, but I was actually very pleasantly surprised at myself. I was very confident. I was lying there. I was like, hello, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) 
I'm sure he was thrilled to see that you made it, you know, you were capable of staying on the bed in a prone position. So he walks in and he immediately is like, oh, you look so good. And I think one of the reasons, let's be real. We, I've talked about it many times. I am fucking vain. When I can tell on somebody's face that they are super into me and the way that I look and being around me, it's a turn on. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's just the truth. And when he walks in, anytime that I see him, he looks at me like he truly wants me. Like I've had a lot of guys with their words say, oh, you look really pretty or, you know, oh, that piece of lingerie looks great on you. But that's different than a person's face lighting up when they see you and having this look of desire in their eyes. Yeah, that genuine kind of carnal attraction to somebody is really evident when it's honest. Yes, when it's completely genuine. And so I love that. I know that he wants me and I I really dressed up specifically for him. So I'm so glad that he appreciated that. And so he walks over to the bed and I get up onto my knees and I immediately wrap my arms around him. And so he's kind of standing at the edge of the bed and we're feeling on each other. And he's like, you look so good. And I'm like, so do you. Because he did. That's the other thing I really like about him is he always looks so polished. He's very well put together. He always smells so fucking good, which I'm not a big cologne person. I'm not sure what he wears. Maybe it's like an aftershave because it's not super strong. I can't stand when somebody walks in and that's like all you smell is that incredibly pungent odor that shoots you in the fucking nostrils, you know? Yeah, it's like their perfume or cologne gets to you five minutes before they do. Yeah, yeah, like I can smell them from the parking lot of wherever we're meeting. Yeah, I hate that. But that's not what this was. It was very kind of light, manly smell, and it was very intoxicating. The whole thing was great to me because he looks great, he smells great, he's into me, we're touching on each other, his skin is also so fucking soft. And I think that's one of the first things I said to him is I kind of started rubbing on his arm and on his neck, and I was like, I love how your skin feels. It's always so nice. This is clearly somebody who takes care of himself and puts a lot of effort into how he looks and presents himself. Yeah, I mean, this is a, you know, it's an, this is an adult, a person who operates in a professional environment on a daily basis. And, you know, his uh, appearance is important to him. And I, I applaud people who are that way. It's important to me. I don't ever want to show up looking like I don't belong someplace. And he's, he's certainly like that. Yeah, for sure. So we start kissing on each other and running our hands up and down each other and once again I told him ahead of time make sure it's not overly aggressive so while he's kissing me it still feels aggressive but in the best possible ways because the things he's doing I know are not going to leave marks on me but his energy is still very much assertive for example he takes me around the back of the neck and almost kind of pulls me in to start kissing him and it's a very deliberate, passionate kiss. And he kind of starts nibbling on my bottom lip a little bit, which drives me insane. It is so sexy to me. And he kind of wraps his hand around to the front of my neck. So he's almost like lightly choking me while he's making out with me. And there's such a level of confidence in his movements. It's like he's not second guessing anything that he's doing. And I find that so refreshing. It's a very kind of, like I said, intoxicating thing. Well, it's one thing to be, uh, you know, super aggressive in terms of like impact play and those kinds of things. Being able to be assertive and dominant and aggressive to a point 
that doesn't call for you to have to be over the top, you know, being able to, to assert yourself in such a way that p- the impact isn't an issue, you know, that, that there's something to that. That's an intellectual thing. That's a sexual IQ thing. Yes. And it's a confidence thing. Like I said, that's a very sexy quality to me when somebody's not egotistical, which he's not at all, but is still very confident and aware of their impact on other people and they know that it's going to be received well i love that so he's kissing me he's touching me all over and very quickly i'm like i really i told him i want to suck his cock and he's like no 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 it's my turn first once again asserting the dominance without any level of real pain or potential marks on my body well or arrogance because it's really very complimentary So he starts getting naked, which I loved. I loved how kind of frenzied he was getting naked because I found it very sexy. Once again, I felt like he really wanted me. So he's pulling down his pants quickly and he's taking off his shirt very quickly. You know, his shoes were off within 10 seconds of him getting in the door. It was very clear he wanted to be sexual with me. He wanted me to see his body and that was all very sexy. So I lay back on the bed and he starts going down on me and I fucking loved the eye contact he is providing me so i'm kind of propped up a little bit i have one of the pillows behind my head just enough that i can kind of peer down on him while he's eating my pussy and he has this look on his face of like he knows what he's doing he knows how good this feels he knows how good he is at it once again that confidence maybe bordering on arrogance but i feel like it's only arrogance if you can't if you can't deliver, you know what I mean? Well, no, yeah. The difference between arrogance and confidence is just that you're arrogant and you're not able to perform whatever the task may be. Yeah. You know, confidence is someone who knows they're going to do something and they get it done. Yeah. So that's what it was. It was like, oh, I know how good this is going to feel for you. I know how hard you're going to come. And I am really enjoying the fact that I know that I'm going to get you there. That was the look on his face. And that was very, very sexy to me. So he's licking on my pussy. He's so good with his tongue. He's doing all sorts of like flicking motions and swirling motions and at one point he starts kind of sucking on one of my lips at the same time that he's using his other finger to touch my other lip and then up onto my clit and it was great because he's covering a lot of surface area doing that i feel like so many people focus on one part of the pussy and you don't realize that the pussy is a whole being it's a whole being in itself i feel like that's how guys need to think of a pussy right it's like this holistic approach you should have to pleasuring a pussy. You don't focus on one erogenous zone because all of it has these amazing nerve endings and it all feels different. So when you're able to provide different types of sensation with different parts of your body in different ways and you're mixing it up and you're you know, providing all sorts of different options to feel good at the same time. Oh, it's explosive. It feels so amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's just another free tip for single guys, particularly, you know, step up your anatomical awareness game, you know, know that there's more than one part to the vagina. Yeah. Enjoy all of it. The way that I like to think of when I'm licking a pussy is like, it's an ice cream cone, right? Like you have, yes, you have the ice cream. Maybe you have the sprinkles on top. You also have the cone and and you want to enjoy all of it and you want to enjoy it all in slightly different ways. That is the pussy to me. And this guy totally understood that and was just giving me all of this amazing sensation. And of course I came and what was super hot is once again, I look down just as I'm about to come. I tell him I'm about to come and he smiles, almost kind of smirks up at me. Like, yeah, i fucking no. Yeah, almost vexing. Yeah, yeah, I dare you to come because I knew that I was going to get you there. 
And I loved that. Yeah, there, was, there's something to that. I, I, I like the, the idea that he's got that kind of confidence. Again, just one, of the, one more reason why I just like the guy. It was confident, but it was also playful. You yeah. know what I mean? This yeah, is somebody exactly. who doesn't take sex too seriously. And he knew that this was him coming over to just enjoy a good time with me. And that was very evident in the way that he was looking at me and almost kind of the way he was almost pushing my buttons a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Listen, he, you guys have been together only one other time prior to that, but we had a lot of conversation with him, both you and I. We had a lot of contact with him in various settings. And so getting to know someone on that level, you know, it gives you the opportunity to become more confident in those moments. And, and that, I mean, we talk about it all the time. There's a huge difference between, you know, having sex with someone who you barely have any you know, knowledge of and then playing with someone who you kind of know a little bit more intimately and socially. It's a different level. I also think because of how good he looked my pussy and because of this kind of playful banter we had back and forth, when it was my turn to go on, to go down on him, which happened next, I told him I wanted him to lay on his back and I wanted to lick his cock and suck his cock. It was... I, I was very motivated to make sure it was fucking awesome. Well, so, yeah, it's like anything else. If someone does something for you and they do an exceptional job, regardless of what it is, right? And you have the opportunity to reciprocate. You want to, you know, reciprocate in kind. You want them to be just as pleased with your work as you were with theirs. I want to reward him for his yeah, fantastic for your efforts. work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I want to provide you with the the red ribbon or the what's is the it blue ribbon. ribbon. Is that first place? Blue ribbon. Okay, the blue ribbon. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is, I want you to not have a participation trophy, okay? This this guy deserves more. Listen, than there that. are no there are no participation trophies in licking a pussy or sucking a cock. It's so true. Uh, there just aren't. You don't get there. You don't get participation awards for oral. It's not a thing. Yes, nor should you. You, you cannot fucking, phone it the fuck in. You should learn how to get the blue ribbon. Yeah, do not phone it in. There's nothing worse because it's listen. If you phone that in, it's all downhill. It's so true. Yes. If a guy doesn't know how to lick my pussy, we've talked about this before. I know you're not going to be good fucking me. And I'm so not excited for it. And I'm equally not as excited to suck your cock. But thankfully with this guy, that was so not the case. So he gets on his back. I get onto all fours. And I kind of arched myself so that hopefully I'm not 100% sure. But my hope was my ass was up enough in the air that he could see my ass while he is getting his cock sucked by me. So that he has the visual stimulation that I know he likes trust me he could see your ass i don't care what position it was in you could see the damn thing from space there's not a doubt he saw your ass it's while like you're sucking his cock china you see yeah. it from space. you can see it yeah you can see it oh my goodness well anyway i had it arched up to give him plenty of view of my very large real estate of an ass yeah and like I said, I really wanted to make sure that he got a great experience too. So I got a little bit of lube on my hand and I started going up and down and stroking his shaft. At the same time, I'm licking the tip of it a little bit. And I put a little bit of lube on his balls so that I could kind of knead them with my fingers, massage them just very lightly and gently. And I started very slow and he's loving every fucking second of it. He's looking up at me with this look on his face of like, okay, you got game too. I know I have game, but you have game too. That's what the look on his face said. Well, yeah, now obviously the game on. And so it's going to be one of those kind of, you know, I'll do what you do and you do what I do kind of thing. And we'll just yeah, go back for and ten. forth. We're gonna, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I am stroking. I'm putting my mouth further and further down on his cock. Of course, he has a fantastic cock. We talked about this the first time I played with him. And pretty quickly, I start deep throating it. And once again, that aggressive kind of confident movement he takes my 
back of my neck, not even my head, the back of my neck with his big hand and kind of starts pushing my head down on his cock. And I loved that because it just felt very on brand for our play based on that first session. He was very okay with taking control and knew that I was going to respond in kind. So he's pushing my head down. I'm going further and further until literally his cock is at the back of my throat. I'm gagging on it. I have the spit going everywhere. I have the tears streaming down my face and I'm loving every second of that. And I, I feel like this session made me realize maybe why I like that as much as I do, or at least I've been thinking about it since that session. And I think one of the reasons for it is because I get to just relinquish control. Very much why I like being submissive, period. I don't have to think about the movement. I don't have to think about, does he want me to go faster? Does he want me to go slower? I don't get in my own head. I don't get into this like neurotic pattern. I just allow him to kind of use my mouth in that way. And I just get to think to myself, wow, he must really be liking this because he's the one doing it. Yeah, well, he absolutely likes it. There's no question about it. You, you can just tell by, you know, the, the methodology and the fact that you are you enjoy it so much because he is really enjoying himself and genuinely wants to do it. That's the difference. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I, I did that for quite a while. And then he kind of picks my head up and he's like, I really think you need to ride my cock. And I was like, absolutely. So once again, has to be an awkward moment. I definitely did fall off the end of the bed. I uh, was trying to get off really smoothly and sexily like I was slinking back, but I slinked back too far, fell right off the edge of the fucking bed. Yeah, there's no doubt that at some point you have to have that kind of comic relief in whatever, (laughs) you know, is going on. You're going to do something to to create some levity. Yeah, just when you think I'm being really smooth and charming, I'm going to do something really fucking stupid. So (laughs) that's what happened. So I fall off the fucking edge of the bed. He's like, oh, are you okay? Yeah. So we have that whole conversation. He tells me where to get the condom in his pants. So I grab it out of his pocket and I bring it over to him. He puts on the condom and I get on to start writing him. And there was almost kind of this little handle that's above the bed. There was a spot, I guess, for me to kind of hang on and use it to kind of move myself up and down. So as I climbed onto his cock, I have my hands on that kind of handle thing, and I'm using that to just propel myself on and off of him and have all of this ability to to go in all sorts of different directions. That was a game changer. We need to put that in our new fucking bedroom, a handle right above the bed so I can grab onto it and move my hips in all sorts of different directions. Yeah, I'll try to install something from the ceiling to make sure you have something to <laughs> hold on to. Okay, good. Top priorities here. We don't have a dining room table yet, but if you could please get on a sex hook for in our bedroom so I can uh, more easily ride people, that would be great. I'll move that to the top of the to-do list. (laughs) Okay, good. So I'm doing that. I'm swirling my hips all around. I have my hands at one point. I move them down from kind of the handle and I have them on his chest and I'm using that to go up and down on him. And at one point I came and I could feel that I squirted on him a little bit. I didn't even realize it until after the orgasm happened, but I'm kind of sitting there coming down from this amazing orgasm I have. And I realize I'm sitting in like squirt. (laughs) Well, I'm sure he didn't mind. He didn't. I'm not even sure he even noticed. If he did notice, I would have been surprised because he didn't say anything and he didn't skip a beat at all. From there, I, I was on him. He literally lifts me up off of him and kind of puts me to the side and spins me around and puts me on my back 
once again, that aggressive movement and just immediately starts fucking me from the top. And I love watching him fuck this way because obviously I get to see the great facial expressions, but I also get to see kind of this intensity in everything he's doing. For example, he is he's fucking me from the top, so he's entering me, he's pumping inside of me, and at first he's kind of grabbing onto my legs and using that as the leverage to get inside of me, but then he puts one arm down on each side of my body and just starts rocking his entire body, his entire weight into me over and over again. And it was hot because you saw like the muscles kind of rippling in his arms and in his chest and that coupled with this very passionate look on his face, it turned me the fuck on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's intense, right? And it's also intimate because you're, you know, having sex in that position is probably the most intimate way you're going to have sex. Maybe if you're riding somebody's cock, but essentially that's the most intimate. It's also the most vulnerable, particularly in, you know, the way that you like to have sex. And so, yeah, there's definitely that connectivity that takes place. Oh, I loved it. And we fucked like that for quite a while because I did like the vulnerability of looking him straight in the face. And like I said, I can tell this guy really wants me and that fuels me too. So I remember he looked down at me kind of gave me this smirk and this almost like a a glint in his eye like you know that he wanted me and then he said you look so fucking hot and that just made me even more motivated so I grabbed onto his arms and I kind of put myself in a little bit of a bridge position so my my pelvis is up off of the bed so that he has even more ability to just fuck me deep and he's just pounding me and pounding me I came so hard that I wasn't able to maintain the bridge position. I literally collapsed onto the bed as I was coming. And that's always how I know how good it is because if I kind of lose control of my body and of my limbs in that moment, you know it's a pretty fucking good orgasm. Yeah, if you've turned into jelly and have no use of your central nervous system, that's pretty much a good indication that things are really going well. Well, and also that you're not thinking too much about it, right? Because you just let yourself get lost in all of that. You don't focus on, you know, is my are my hips still off the bed or, or am I going to be able to hold myself up? You just let yourself, you know, enjoy the moment and the sensations. And that's exactly what happened. Well, that involuntary kind of, you know, movement tells you everything you need to know. Like I'm not even capable of controlling myself. It doesn't matter, you know, what I look like at the, at, in the moment that this is happening or anything. It's just, it just has to happen. Yes. I loved it. So he stops fucking me on top and I'm like, I really want you to come. What can I do to help get you there? And he tells me he wants me to suck his cock again. So he lays down on the bed And this is very sexy. We start dirty talking to each other while I'm sucking his cock. And he's almost kind of egging me on, which I really liked. He was like, are you going to make me come? Are you going to be able to make me come? I was like, absolutely I am. And we're kind of joking back and forth with each other while I'm sucking his cock. So I keep pulling my, my mouth off to give him some sassy response. And then at one point he reaches around and grabs onto my hair and once again starts basically face fucking me. So fucking hot. I loved that. I loved the confidence and the ability for him to just take charge in that moment. Once again, use my mouth. There is something very sexy about feeling used like that. I don't well, know, yeah, there's a vulnerability there. There's a, a lack of control, which of course, you're giving someone permission, essentially really just giving up all of your, your power to somebody else. Yeah, I think it's more than that, though. I feel like I enjoy... This is going to sound so fucking bad. But when it's with someone I really like and that I trust, I like feeling like a total fucking slut. Oh, there's, yeah, well, that's not a secret. I don't think anybody listening thinks that's a secret. <laughs> Certainly not to me. This is my surprise face. You see it? <laughs> I can't see it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Completely. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I do. I like feeling used like that. And I like feeling like the other person is using me as an object temporarily. I, I like that when it's with someone that I know doesn't actually see me that way. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. And when it's also, res- it adds to the dichotomy of what it is that we're all about, right? Because we genuinely like to know and be friends with the people with whom we're playing. But at the same time, you have this innate need to be used as an object, although you're being used as said object by someone who you actually care about and that someone actually cares about you. Yeah. It's the same reason that I love, for example, when you and I are fucking and you're like, you're such a dirty slut or, you know, you're so you like you've called me a whore a couple times and I fucking love that because I know that you would never think of me in that way unless it's during play but that kind of degradation in the moment is very very sexy and it just adds another element of eroticism to whatever play we have going on for me personally I like to be degraded a little bit yeah and the fact that he's doing that but also with this very playful look on his face he definitely called me a slut but he's also telling me like how sexy I am and you know how much he loves fucking my face and how pretty my face is while he's fucking it and all of these just very sexy elements. It was so much fun. It was both hot and super fun, which I think encompasses this guy completely. So he's fucking my face and at one point I kind of reach around. I'm grabbing onto his balls, massaging them very lightly. I I grabbed onto his thigh at one point. I pulled my head up and was like, I want you to come in my mouth. And he's like, I'm going to get there. And so he starts getting very, very close and his whole body starts shaking and he came in my mouth so much and I had one hand on each thigh as he's coming and it was explosive and I felt just kind of this ripple through his body as he's coming and I love that too because I knew it wasn't just about the orgasm in that moment it was like a full body release for him and that was very hot to me yeah when you get to the point where it's that kind of uh, you know that kind of sensation certainly that kind of orgasm I think you'll for me I mean I only get to that point when I'm genuinely enjoying myself and it's not a mechanical thing it's really kind of a connective thing yes I loved it I loved it I loved this whole play session and and once again I like too that we could kind of lay next to each other we both did talk about the fact that it would have been so much more fun if he could have spanked me so hard that he left bruises and choked me to the point that I have marks around my neck but I liked the fact that he could still bring his personal flavor to the sex session and and be aggressive without those actual movements or or the marks or anything needing to happen. I feel like it was very genuine. Well, it was aggressive and controlled. It was very controlled, but it was also a genuine connection based on our different energies because it was still very aggressive. Well, also, if he wasn't really, if it wasn't a situation where he he really liked you, you really liked him, and he was just such a good guy, there's you know, that that genuine kind of, you know, camaraderie and friendship, he wouldn't really be able to pivot or wouldn't want to. You know, this is how I play. This is how it goes. And if I can't play that way, well, then I just don't want to play. Yeah, no, I liked that he was willing to switch it up for me and was willing to be respectful, but also, like I said, still be his genuine sexual self, which I really appreciate and admire about him. So as you mentioned, we're really hopeful that he'll get out to see us here in Vegas because I love having sex with him and I would love for him to completely destroy me again one day when I don't care about having marks all over my fucking body. Yeah, and I just like him. He's just such a good guy. I I really do enjoy uh, his company. So he's somebody we're definitely going to stay in touch with. Absolutely. So we have 
no more stories from my hot wife experiences in Florida. That's it. Yeah. We, of course, I, of course, have a lot of things lined up here that I think we'll talk about. And you still have a story from Podbash that I am so excited to hear about. I am so turned on by the idea of everything that happened. I know you had a great time. So you guys will hear that soon too. And we also just recorded a bonus episode, our very first from Nevada from the Vegas area and provided even more details on us getting settled in here in the Vegas area and the um, lifestyle establishments we have gone to at this point and providing just a little bit more behind the scenes. So if you guys want to hear that bonus episode, we would we would love for you to join us at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. Although we've said many times before and we truly mean it, the best part of our Patreon community is our Telegram group because it has some of the most thoughtful, wonderful lifestylers in it you could ever imagine. So if you're looking to make some new digital friends or potentially even meet up with some people because these people travel to meet each other, you should uh, definitely join us on Patreon. And we want to give a very big thank you to the newest members of our Patreon community who are... Robert, James, Jordan, and Sarah. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board. If you want the naughtier stuff, including my very first play session solo from Las Vegas, you can find that at OnlyFans. I actually did a little story, a little teaser to the story that I told today, but you know, with with a little more uh, visual cue behind it on OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swinger. So we hope you'll join us there as well. You can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FP. PS Pod Media. And what else do we have, Brian? YouTube. You got to get uh, signed on to our YouTube. We have a whole lot coming up on YouTube. Some live videos from the local scene here in Vegas. It's going to become a very big part of what we are doing with Front Porch Swingers. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm excited for that. We've already planned our first one and have a, a location in mind that I think you guys will really like. So stay tuned for all of that. And like I said, Brian's naughty story, which doesn't happen every day. I'm no. a lot more slutty than him. So uh, make sure you guys <laughs> tune in to hear that. And I think that's what we have for you this time. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everyone.